everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're taking a look at the book of Song of Solomon. And you might be thinking, but Emma, we aren't even reading Song of Solomon in this year's reading plan, to which I'd say, you're right. However, most scholars agree that Solomon wrote Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and, you guessed it, Song of Solomon. So because we're currently reading about Solomon's life, I wanted to take some time to fly over this book and fill in any gaps that might be missing. When we think about the book of Song of Solomon, here's the big idea to remember. God's design for relationships is always best. His design is always best. That said, the key word for this book is love. And this big idea that God's design is best is a natural conclusion to draw as the book's alternate title, Song of Songs, implies that this song is the very best of all the love songs out there, of all the ways cultures talked about love and relationships throughout all time. This is it. This is the one of all the Taylor Swift songs, of all the Ed Sheeran, of all the Etta James, the Beatles, Beyonce, Celine Dion, Aerosmith, Alicia Keys, Adele, and the list goes on of all the love songs. This is the best, the song of songs. God's design for relationships is always best. And the outline for the book goes as follows. First, we read about the beginning of a love relationship. As we get an insider's look at one young couple's courtship and wedding, that's chapter one, through chapter five, verse one. And trust me, it is an intimate inside look. And then we see the maturing of their love relationship, as again, we get an insider's look at their honeymoon and marriage, starting in chapter five, verse two, progressing through chapter eight, verse 14. One of our Join the Journey editors, L.K. Ortiz, did some research on Song of Solomon, and she described the book like this. Either written for or by King Solomon, Song of Songs or Song of Solomon is a collection of love poems depicting a relationship between a man and a woman. It celebrates the manner in which a couple loves each other, and out of that love blossoms a glorification of God. From this book, we retain an affirmation of the goodness and righteousness of physical love expressed inside a God-honoring marriage, as well as the reminder of the vastness of emotion God feels for his people. In later Judaism, this book was read as part of the Passover feast due to its representation of God's love for Israel. L.K. continues, This book has often been understood to be representative of God's relationship with Israel, like the way Hosea displays a story that redirects readers to be reminded of God's love toward Israel. Song of Solomon emphasizes the strong feelings he has for his people. His love toward them is faithful and adoring. He longs to be in direct relationship with them, keeping his promises despite Israel's infidelity. We can even connect it to another side of the illustration describing the church as Jesus' bride, Ephesians 5, 22-33, and Revelation 21, 2. This spousal union between Jesus and the church brings to completion what the head, Jesus, and the body, the church, have been working on as we are conformed to his image awaiting our reunion with him. He is in constant pursuit of his people, like a good spouse, until one day able to dwell together in perfect and holy harmony, she concludes. And I think she's exactly right. God is always in constant pursuit of his people. And the bridegroom image is exactly what he uses to describe his loving pursuit of and desire for us. The Got Questions website puts it like this. 
Some Bible interpreters see in Song of Solomon an exact symbolic representation of Christ and his church. Christ is seen as the king while the church is represented by the Shulamite woman. While we believe the book should be understood literally as a depiction of marriage, there are some elements that foreshadow the church and her relationship with her king, the Lord Jesus. Song of Solomon 2.4, which reads, He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love, describes the experience of every believer who is sought and bought by the Lord Jesus. We are in a great place of spiritual wealth and are covered by his love. Verse 16 of chapter 2 says, My beloved is mine, and I am his. He feeds his flock among the lilies. Here is a picture of not only the security of the believer in Christ, John 10, 28 through 29, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hands, but of the good shepherd who knows his sheep, believers, and lays down his life for us, John 10, 11. Because of him, we are no longer stained by sin, having had our spots removed by his blood. Song of Solomon 4, 7, you are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. So when we think about Song of Solomon, if you ever do, you probably think about some of these most famous verses, like that one, you're altogether beautiful, there's no flaw. Or I adjure you, daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles and the does, that you not stir up or awaken love until it's time or until it pleases, chapter 3, verse 7. And those verses are great with very real applications, but it's critical that we understand their context, the relationship between a man and a woman in this book. Number one, depict the marital relationship between a man and a woman here on earth as God intended, the ideal case scenario. And number two, help us better understand the marital imagery used in the New Testament between Christ and the church. We'll cover Song of Solomon in more detail in next year's reading plan, 2024. But if you're interested in doing a deep dive on the book, there are a few resources I'd recommend. Number one, my favorite, being Ben Stewart's sermon series on this book. He generally goes verse by verse through the entire thing, which is really helpful because a lot of the imagery is foreign to us today. I know he taught on it at Breakaway back in the day and again many years later at his local church in D.C., so we'll find a link uh, somewhere to that sermon series or to the first sermon in it and put it in the description. Additionally, I'd also recommend the Got Questions article, which overviews the book, and Constable's Notes, which you can find at netbible.org. I hope this was helpful that if if you want to deepen your study of this book, you will. But that's all we've got time for today. So as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.